Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grand News Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's September 9th. It's 2020, and we have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, not so great on today's slate, but that's okay. There are an abundance of riches on this next slate, and thank goodness in DFS you get to turn the page very quickly, so uh, definitely ready to break this thing down, man. Could, couldn't be happy to get on another pod with you. Yeah, you know, the, the Padres scored more in the first run on Tuesday than they did all night on uh, Monday, so uh, going back to the well on them is the only chance that I have to have a remotely decent day. Um, I have one Padres stack out there that – did have Will Myers, so but like overall, it looks like it's going to be a really bad day. Um, hey, we move on and uh, we move on to this slate. We got another nine gamer. Like these nine game slates, will like they don't get much better than this. Like nine game slates are like they're just the they're the juicy spot, my friend. For sure, uh, especially when you have you know the pitching options that we're going to talk about today as we progress through this podcast. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the first podcasts where we have very little no's. Uh, so I'm I'm excited, man. I think, you know, when you have this many options at various price points, obviously some guys are going to be overpriced. But overall, this is a fairly, fairly good pitching slate. So, I mean, almost in every game, there's at least one guy. Almost. So I, I like it a lot. All right. Well, let's get into it here. We get started with the White Sox and the Pirates. Dan, Dane Dunning against JT uh, Brubaker. Um, every time I hear Brubaker, man, I, I think of one of my favorite movies, Summer Catch. Uh, Brubaker was the catcher. Just, man, such a great name. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk Dane Dunning first. Gets a matchup against the Pirates, one of the worst offenses in baseball. Gets a ballpark upgrade going to Pittsburgh. Um, any interest here in Dunning? I think he's okay. Um I, I I think there's a lot more options on this slate. Obviously, this and he's facing Pittsburgh, which is going to be a good matchup for him. So I don't hate it. Uh, still not overly priced, uh, in my in my opinion. So uh, I, I think he's only SP two though on FanDuel. I don't I don't think I'd do it at all. Yeah, obviously, I think on FanDuel there's you know 15 pitchers you can play. Um, joking, of course, but there are like all the top end guys are very much in play on FanDuel. So. You're probably going to pay up for one of those top-end guys over there. Um, and then we have some cheap bats that we're going to talk about as well as we get going here. But, yeah, I think Dunning, SP2 against Pittsburgh, um, I, I think he's a very solid option. I played him last time against Kansas City, and um, he didn't pitch well. And, like, okay, move on next day. Uh, it was young kid throwing against the same team that he had just thrown against. And, um, you know, they, they definitely had his number a little bit. You know, they were more patient with him. So, I, I like this spot for him. I think it's a great bounce back spot, you know, going up against Pittsburgh. And then on the other side, Brubaker, like he's shown a little bit of strikeout upside um, against righties. Like, do you have any interest in him? Uh, I just don't think he's necessary, Stevie. And, you know, you talked about who you thought about when you heard about, heard the name Brubaker. Honestly, man, every time I hear it, I think about Brutus Beefcake from, uh, <laughs> from from the from the old wrestling days, so Brutus Beefcake. I don't know how I that just I don't know. I hear Brubaker, and that's what I get. But uh, won't be playing any Brubaker today. Might have to go on YouTube and watch some Brutus Beefcake after this spot. 
<laughs> um, listen, I don't think there's a ton of options down here at the bottom, um, you know, as far as like looking at SP2s on this slate. So I don't want to like rule him out, but I like Dunning more, um, you know, just looking at this lineup. The White Sox are such a boom-bust team. They strike out or they hit home runs. Um, so the upside is there. The upside's in the matchup. They're going to throw a lot of righties at him too, like Abreu, Jimenez, E5, Robert Anderson, like that's five everyday players for them that are right-handed. So the upside is in the matchup, but, you know, we really don't know what to expect. He's still a young kid that we haven't seen a ton of yet. Uh, but that's that's 2020 season in general. So um, any White Sox bats standing out to you here? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't mind a stack of the White Sox. It's kind of like you said, man, they are boom bust. I, I will say this, and I mean, they're not – some of them are a little, a little affordable, but on FanDuel, man, they're just not pricing this team up in general. Um, I mean, Abreu's been priced up, but Grandal's back where, where he's on a tear now. Uh, pretty much, you know, I don't want to say tearing the cover off the ball, but, I mean, the guy's starting to hit really well. That's, you know, at least three games in a row now with two hits. Not saying he's going to get two hits tomorrow, but, uh, you know, so he's he's hitting well. Uh, Encarnacion, if I'm not mistaken, hit a home run on Sunday, I think it was. Yeah, had had to be Sunday. Uh, and he's hit at least, I think, two home runs in the past three games. Uh, I, I think, you know, maybe they're starting to come around a little bit. They're, they're scoring runs. I mean, uh, Luis Robert, you know, if he gets on base and he can steal, he's going to steal. Had two stolen bases on Sunday. Uh, I I like them here. I think I think this is a good spot, and maybe they get a little bit lower ownership than usual and um I, I'm, I'm more than willing to roll out the right the white Sox. yeah I, I probably end up more as like one or two man um like one officer two man guys of like Moncada you know, like even though he struck out a ton this season like he's always a guy that has a lot of power um Abreu Jimenez E5 Robert all those guys are in play I just looking at the pricing and some of the teams that I like today I don't know if I end up with like a White Sox stack it, that's the only thing I don't think they're a bad option. Um, Pittsburgh, man, they've been terrible this season. Is there anything that's standing out to you here? No. And there goes our no on the bats. Yeah, like, I don't have a ton of interest here as well. Um, you know, they have some cheap guys. Like, Hayes is 2.5K. He's been hitting really well since they, you know, moved him up. Um, Cole Tucker is, like, 2.3K if he's up towards the top of the lineup. But, Overall, like, Polanco's 2.8 and Bell's 3.1. Like, they're they're really, really cheap against a young kid. Um, but I just – I don't like it here. Um, moving on. We got the Baltimore Orioles and the New York Mets. Jorge Lopez. Jorge Lopez against Rick Porcello. <laughs> it feels like we just talked about Porcello last time we did a podcast. And he <laughs> well, went out and threw – he threw a gem. Um, <laughs> and Arietta. Oh my god! I got a I got a text from Will. Hey, we're getting um we're getting Cy Young games flashbacks from five years ago on Porcello and Arietta. Um, made me laugh. But listen, um, Lopez fifteen percent K rate on the season. He struggles usually to both sides of the plate. I'm guessing you don't really have a lot of interest in him. No. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on him too. Um, do you have any interest in Porcello? Nope. I like this game. I think this game has the potential to score a lot of runs. Um, you know, yesterday on the podcast, we, 
you know, obviously starting with Baltimore here, like we talked about DJ Stewart on the podcast yesterday. He's 2K again. And we have pitchers to pay up for on this slate. Um, I think he is an, an option that you have to look at again. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, I mean, dude, we can just almost just put this whole game together. Like, bats yeah. galore. Uh, I, I'm with you on, on, on DJ Stewart. I mean, he's going to get a pretty good lineup spot, probably again, especially the way he's hitting. Um, ironically, I don't run too many Baltimore stacks without without Jose Iglesias. And, you know, listen, Jose, playing Jose Iglesias is not the sexy play. But, man, listen, he just – barely strikes out like usually when they're scoring a bunch of runs he's probably got two or three of the runs like if you look at it just just watch them play because he doesn't strike out as much when he's on base they're bringing him in if they're in a good matchup and so I I really like him here um you know and he's he's always going to be cheap uh not not cheap today obviously on on FanDuel he's very cheap but uh he's still a guy I think if I'm stacking I don't mind paying up for Baltimore in this spot, to be honest with you. And that's just kind of where I am uh, with these guys. I like both sides of this game. I think this is a game that you could target both sides. Like Porcello, he's always been semi-reverse splits. And Nunez is a guy that has shown a ton of power against right-handed pitching this season. I know he's 4-6, but I think he has tremendous upside in this spot. And then, like, Mountcastle, ever since they, like, have promoted him, he's been crushing. So, like, you could potentially go with, like, a three-man here and you're not spending a ton of money uh, because you do have some guys under 4K to play. And then, like, you go to, like, the Mets side here and Lopez is a guy that will get some ground balls. So, like, you always have to worry about that. But he gives up a ton of hard contact and he doesn't strike anybody out. So, like... Anytime I see a pitcher like this, I'm instantly interested in Dom Smith. Like, instant interested in Dom Smith. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I'm just going to be quite frank with you folks. Uh, I had three Mets in my lineup today. They've scored, I think, two runs. And I think the game is over by now. Um, I'm just going to run it back. Uh, they, they owe me money today. I'm going to recoup it tomorrow. Uh, against Jorge Lopez, and I'm with you on Dom Smith. I think, you know, he's a primetime play. Uh, Cano, uh, Cano wasn't in the lineup today. Should be, I'm sure he'll be back tomorrow. Probably just Good old-fashioned day, day off against the lefty. Yep, there you go. They And Conforto did play, but he's kind of the everyday guy right now. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure if we'll see – uh, good old Mr. Todd Frazier. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if we'll see him, especially when McNeil is kind of playing this hybrid role. But overall, these lefties are going to be at full effect. Nemo Conforto. Nemo was off today, too. So Nemo Conforto, uh, you already talked about Dom, Cano McNeil. And then my boy Jimenez has actually been really good at the bottom of this lineup. Uh, not striking out a ton yet, r- getting on base a ton. Uh, getting brought home. I, I like what I'm seeing from Mr. Andres Jimenez. Uh, he, he's going to be a guy that, that I look at today for value for sure at the bottom of the order that nobody's going to play. Like it. I'm, people are so afraid to play those nine hitters. And like, I, I don't like it as much on the home team. But listen, if, if you feel like the guy can get a couple hits and he's cheap, why not? Um, Miami Marlins, Atlanta Braves, Pablo Lopez against Tommy Malone. Um, any interest here in Pablo Lopez? Oh man, I 
I, I think he's good enough for SP2, Stevie. I, I, I really do. Um, and look, my Braves, I, I, they're turning the corner. I think they're starting to score a lot more runs here. But, I mean, right now the K rates on the season tell me I need to be smart with my, my pitching choices. 26% K rate for Acuna, 26 for Swanson, 25 for Ozuna, 23 for D'Arno, 24 for Riley, 30 for Duvall, 27 for Camargo. And I got a guy sitting here with a 3.28 XFIP, 23.6% K rate, 59, pretty much a 60% ground ball rate. Uh, it pains me to say this. I think Pablo Lopez is in play, and I don't like it. Yeah, like, man, you know, 6-0 Sanchez, what a game. Um, like, he pitched well again. Kid, he, He's talented. Like, I watched some of that game. He's talented. Um, like, Pablo Lopez, to me, is always a guy that can generate ground balls and gen- generate strikeouts against righties. Well, if you look at the Atlanta lineup, Acuna, Swanson, Ozuna, Darno, Riley, Defall, six right-handed hitters on an everyday basis for this team. Like you got to beat you got to beat Freddie and you got to beat Marquez and you know as much as people don't want to respect Marquez, he's a really good hitter. He has been for years. But, like, Carmargo is not someone I'm scared of. This dude has a 260 Wobo with a 27% K rate against righties. I'm not scared of him. So, like, you're beating Freddie. Obviously, Acuna and Swanson, Ozuna, these guys are good. Um, but, like, Lopez is really good against righties. Like, you know, 0% hard to soft contact ratio, 67% ground ball rate, 33% K rate, and a 0.67 ISO. Like, he's very good against righties. I think you have insane. to look at him on the slate. Yeah. It's insane. So, I mean, geez. Yeah. Like, he's 7'6". And, and, like, and one of the reasons that, like, people aren't going to play a lot of, like, Dane Dunning and stuff is because Pablo Lopez is 7'6". And, and like, we're going to... Yeah, like, it, it's just, like, you're going to want to stack, like, Texas and some of these guys um, against, like, Julio Tehran and stuff. And it's, like, how do you do it? Well, you play Pablo Lopez with Bauer, Darvish, or Kershaw, and um, you're off to the races. So, um, on the other side, we got Tommy Malone, who, like, he, he's just he, he's filling in, right? Like Max Fried just went to the IL. Like they've had some pitchers kind of banged up now. I, I don't expect them to go deep here. Um, you know, through 65 pitches in his last start, it didn't look great, didn't look terrible against Washington. I. I want to respect the Miami Marlins enough not to play Tommy Malone here. Um, and, and, like, I'm probably not going to stack the Marlins. I played a lot of the Marlins. Don't get me wrong. I played a lot of the Marlins on Tuesday. But I, I'm not going to play – this is, like, one of those, like, cross-off spots for me. Both sides. Yeah, I – He's 9-2. 9-2. No, 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 no. I, I, I was thinking more about the bats. You know I'm not playing Tommy Malone by Yeah, that. I was going to say, folks. like, uh, you, you no, were that, – you... that wasn't for Tommy Malone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm Will, where are you going with this Malone. one? I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, yeah, all right, so, I'm listening. I can't oh, wait to hear gosh. where this ends up. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Tommy Malone is a big X. Um, all right, made me nervous. Back, back to planet <laughs> Earth. We're good. All right. Um <laughs> I was like, I really was sitting here going, where is he going to go with Tommy Malone <laughs> on this one? <laughs> yeah, nowhere. Nowhere fast. All right. Oh, gosh. That's hilarious. 
I'll tell you what what got me caught up on that on that long side once we get to the bats. This is insane. I, this is awful, actually, but we'll we'll talk about it. Well, let's talk oh. Miami bats here. Um, you know, obviously Great. they added Sterling Marte um, in a trade here recently. Cooper's back. Like he's always a guy that shows a lot of power. Rojas is always kind of interesting against lefties. Um, 3.9K, batting leadoff on the road. Um, I think he's super in play here, um, assuming that he bats leadoff anyway. Yeah, I I actually think I'm going to have interest in the, in the, in the uh, Miami Marlins bats again. Stevie, uh, first of all, Tommy Malone's fastball his average velocity right now is about 86 miles an hour, and I'm giving him .08 to get him there. His changeup is at roughly 79.25 miles per hour in terms of velocity. 78, excuse me. Slider at 79. Sinker at 86. Curveball at 74. Uh, Tommy Malone is, is, is <laughs> winning on deception. And that deception is going to run out real fast with these low velocity numbers after they catch up to that speed, maybe after the first or second inning. Uh, I think Miami may knock them around a little bit. I'm going back to the well on Miami. Um, You know, they've got some guys that can, and they're in a better hitting environment in Atlanta. Aguilar, Cooper, Marte, Rojas. I mean, Anderson, I, Alfaro. And look, the K rates are extreme, but I, I, I think, I think they may have just enough to, to knock him around. I think I'm going to be playing some Marlins on this slate. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Atlanta, like, man, you're like, I, you can always play Freddie Freeman against the righty. And Pablo Lopez is a guy that struggles a lot more against lefties, but you're asking, you're asking a lot from your pitcher. If you're, you know, paying up for a guy to be a one-off type of play. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing any Atlanta bats here, and I still hope they win the game. But I won't be playing. <laughs> well, no, you don't. You want no. <laughs> you want Pablo to win. One night only. Yeah, yeah. That's like the worst thing about DFS is like you always want your team to win unless you're playing the pitcher against them. And like, hey, listen, I'm a Red Sox fan. I've been stacking teams against the Red Sox all year. <laughs> oh man, listen. Um, here's the thing too: the, the Red Sox will have one bad game, or you'll stack against Weber or something, and he goes out there and goes five innings, five strikeouts, no runs. Oh yeah. And then, and then you say, oh well, I guess I guess I made a bad mistake. And then you look by the end of the slant, the other team scored 12 runs in yeah. four innings. It's ridiculous. Welcome oh, to God. my life. Um, welcome to my life. All right, moving on. We got the Angels and the Rangers here. Julio Tehran against Kyle Cody. Um, Julio Tehran will this season, 5.4 XFIP, 13% K rate. He has been awful against lefties. He faces one of the worst offenses in baseball. And I still can't even consider even thinking about rostering him. Yeah, I mean, and nothing's changed. He's still struggling with lefties. Oh, oh yeah. gosh, this is terrible. Uh, it's worse this year, though. I yeah, feel. I mean, it's 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 bad, uh, and that's all I can say about it. Julio Tehran uh, gets the big no for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna completely pass on him here. And then on the other side, you know, Cody. Has shown a little bit of strikeout ability, but it's such a small sample size. We have, what, two starts, I think? Um, so, 
we don't really know what to expect from him. Um, I, I guess, yeah, like two starts and a, a couple relief appearances. Like, I don't expect him to pitch deep enough in the game for it even to matter. Yeah, not at all. And I, I, I'm with you on Cody. I don't think, you know, we have to play him. Um, he, he's going to get another X. You know, all the pitching options we talked about, man, this slate is backloaded. But uh, won't be playing Cody at all. Um, let's look here at the angels bats, you know, again, like we have a, a young pitcher. Um, you, you can always play trout in this spot. Like Otani, you know, Walsh is a guy that has some power. I, I would probably target more of like the power bats here. Um, as far as like the angels go. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm with you a hundred percent. Um, and then look, if we're not getting a whole lot of, Cody, then you know we'll get a little bit of Texas bullpen. Not saying they're the worst in the league, but, you know, this is a really good team, uh, especially in that, you know, three and four spot, you know, Trout and Rendon. I just think, you know, listen, these guys can hit the baseball. And I think if you're stacking this team, you don't do it without them. Uh, Otani hasn't, hasn't, you know, I don't feel like he's been as consistent this year. But as a result of that, you know, his price isn't really, really going up, especially on Yahoo and FanDuel. And I know I don't bring up Yahoo a lot, but I mean, he's 13 bucks on Yahoo. I just think that's a really fair price for him there. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Otani. I like Rendon. I like Trout. And I'll try to build around those guys. Obviously, you got Andrewton Simmons at the top because he got some injuries and traded some players. Uh, another guy, man, it just doesn't strike out, um, you know, and has some stolen base upside in the right, right scenario. So I don't hate him as well. So many bats that you can play here. Um, is it Thias? Thias? Um, Thias? Um, Matt Thias? He bet. If he hits in like that two hole, um, like you can play him at 2.1K. Um, another guy that's super cheap. So, um, you know, the Texas side of things, like looking at these bats, like I know it's been a rough year for Joey Gallo, but I'm a sucker. Like you can, you can say it will it's official. I'm a sucker for Joey Gallo at this point. Like I'm, I'm just playing him. Um, the guy that really stands out to me here, like if you're needing a cheap bat and you don't want to like sacrifice a lot of power is Ronald, Ronald Guzman, man. Like, Oh man. 2.6 K against Julio Tehran the power upside um, for Guzman here, like got to love it. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, first of all, I, I like all the lefties on this team. Um, you know, Tavares, if he's in there, another cheap one uh, that we can play. Look, the K rate is there, but uh, Tehran's been just, just pretty awful. You know, you, you talked about your affection for Joey Gallo. I mean, he's a touch over 4k still not breaking the bank. Uh, you know, you talked about Guzman, man. I mean, I, I these prices are just really cheap on this team. Still get to get a little bit of Derek Dietrich. So I I just I, I think this is a pile up the lefties and hope that bad Tehran shows up and good Texas shows up for one night only. <laughs> uh yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like they've just been and like the thing is, I didn't see a total for this game uh, before we got started, but I'd guess when the total comes out for this game, it's actually going to be pretty high. Um, you would you would think anyway. You'd think it'd be pretty high. Um, I'd say minimum nine and a half. That's about where I think it comes out. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up in like the 10, 10, 10 and a half range. Um, yeah. So I was looking really quick to see if like – 
DK had a lineup for tomorrow, and I don't. Oh, nine and a half opened at nine and a half. So there you go. Boom. And I, I didn't even look at it, but man, you know, you do this thing a while and it just pops <laughs> in your head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Rockies and Padres, Antonio Sensatella against Zach Davies. Um, any interest here in Sensatella? Oh, man. <sighs> look, if I like them against the, uh, the, um, the Dodgers, then I guess you're thinking I probably should have played, should play him against the Padres, but I, I don't need him on this slate. The last time, you know, we were kind of maybe trying to piece some things together and see what could work and what couldn't work. And I think he was around 6,700. At any rate, I don't need sense to tell on this slate going to be a pass. Yeah. Like I told, well, Max Muncy was going yard. Um, it did not take long for Max Muncy to go yard in that game either. Just so you know, um, first inning, uh, um, <laughs> He actually didn't pitch terrible. Like he, uh, like I know the Dodgers ended up scoring I think ten runs in that game, and like our our Dodgers stacks got there. But like Sensatella actually didn't pitch terrible in that game. Um, so yeah, I I wouldn't say it was a win for either of us with that one. The Dodgers stack still got there, but um, yeah, I'm gonna pass on Sensatella here. So much respect for the Padres lineup, such a young, talented squad. Um, and then like Zach Davies on the other side, like. It's the Rockies outside of course. Um, I don't hate it. I hate the price. It's so hard to pay eight seven. I know like he's had some good games. Like he pitched, he he's put up twenty five against the Rockies in course earlier this year. Um, so he's been really good. Will it's just so hard to click Zach Davies at eighty seven hundred. Yeah, but man, it's like. Do do we make some sort? Do we try to make some sort of a mental adjustment for him? Because, to me, that's I guess kind of what we have to think about. The K rate is up this season now. You know the XFIP's at four two, but his K rate overall right now is twenty two point six percent. You know it's thirty percent the righties and fifteen percent the lefties on the season right now. We are going to have some lefties in there that he has to pitch around. Uh, Hilliard and, and Walters. You know I'm assuming he'll he'll at least get one of those guys. Uh, maybe he doesn't strike out Daniel Murphy. Maybe he strikes out Blackman once. I, I, I'm not sure, but I don't think he's necessary. But at home, I don't hate it. And that's kind of where I am. Like, he's not necessary. Obviously, I think I'd just take the savings and play Pablo Lopez. But being at home, spending up, you know, basically a 1000 bucks to be slightly contrarian, you know, if he outscores, you know, uh, Lopez by three or four points, it, it could be worth it in the end. Um, bats here. Anything on the Rockies standing out to you? Uh, nothing crazy. I mean, you know, his, his, his pitch, he's mostly, you know, mostly sinker and change up. I don't, I don't see anything that like completely stands. I mean, obviously Trevor's story is just, mashing the ball, but he's, he's a lot more ground ball in that pitch than, than most. I mean, I know overall he's kind of a flat ball hitter, but mostly ground ball on that one. I just, I don't see anything that's just a slam dunk here. So I, I probably won't have uh, as, as many Rockies, if, if not any. Yeah. I'm going to probably pass here as well. Um, you can always play story Arenado. Like, Davies does give up a lot of hard contact to righty. So, if you want to play one of those guys, I don't hate it. Um, and then on the Padres side, like, Sensatella throws a lot of fastballs. Throws a lot of hard fastballs. You look at the numbers on this team against fastballs, and they hit fastballs really well. So, 
Same argument I made last time for the Dodgers. I'll make it for the Padres. I think they are a stack you want to look at if you're playing a lot of teams on the slate. Yeah, for sure, man. And I'm, I'm kicking myself here. Uh, you know, I, I made I made a rookie mistake, and I made this mistake. You know, you know, once every couple months or something. Started out with a full Padre stack today, and ended up getting off of it. Changed my bill and went to Haney. Uh, started the day with the Miami and Padre stack with um, guy with the guy from the Dodgers. Anyway, and, and I ended up changing it. Went to Haney. And ended up with kind of a hodgepodge lineup. Didn't really full stack anybody. Of course, I'm paying the price for that now. Uh, at any rate, don't hate the Padres here. Um, I, I definitely think, you know, they could be a midnight hammer. Yeah. You know, get that get that late night Fernando Tatis home run and, you know, get the get those get those home runs. Those are those are the best kind yeah. of home runs. And man, oh listen, you hear me tilt a little bit here, folks. Uh, welcome, but I, and I've got Tatis and Moreland. I, I don't know why I took out Machado, and I think I had Profar in the eight spot to get a little different. I, I don't know what I was thinking, man. Anyway, on, on, on to this next game. Now is the time to celebrate. Football is finally back, and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, has millions of reasons why you should be excited. To kick off the football season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at a $1 million top prize with a total of $3 million up for grabs this Thursday's football contest. Getting in on Thursday night's single-game showdown is easy. All you have to do is download DraftKings using promo code GRIND, draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stack up against the competition. So head to the app now to start making it rain. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code GRIND will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game like having a shot at a million-dollar payday. Download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code GRIND. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss this extra special week one bonus. Enter code GRIND to get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code GRIND. Only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We move on. And uh, football what a podcast. Read. What, what a read. <laughs> right into it, right? Like, um, I've done this a couple times. Um, Morning Grind football podcast will also be out today, Wednesday. It'll be out later in the day. So uh, excited to be recording with Grant. We'll miss Will. But, uh, Will, you know, you got, you got so much stuff going on in the fire there, my friend. I'm um, excited for you. <laughs> You guys can check out the showdown show with him and chop. If you're a premium member, um, it dropped and um, me and Will have exchanged some text messages. We're on, we're on the same guys. You're going to have to go listen to that podcast to figure out who it is. Um, so I like it though. I was, I was pumped that you were on him as well. So reds and Cubs, Trevor Bauer, you Darvish wind blowing in at a massive rate again. Um, like it was, it was crazy how much the wind was blowing in on Tuesday slate. Uh, Weather Edge had like a minus fifty percent like total runs like it was it's nuts and now we get like two of the better pitchers in baseball this season like pick pick your choice like you're playing both of these guys they're both top options. Well, well, first of all, uh, let's just tip our cap to Alec Mills taking advantage of this win game with a ground ball pitcher like uh, oh my goodness I was whew. 
he he had a good game today. Uh, at any rate, I, I'm with you, man. If if there's any way that it was possible to squeeze in both of these pitchers, uh, Stevie, I, I I think you at least need to try. Like I think this is a slate where you at least try to get these guys in, especially when you've got a few cheap guys from Baltimore. You'll have a few cheap guys from Miami. Uh, you'll have a few cheap guys uh, uh, from from uh, from Texas. I, I think this is the day you try. And, and if you can't, hey, so be it. You play Pablo Lopez and one of these guys and you move on. But I, I think there's tremendous upside in trying to find a way to play two studs today, Stevie. I think, especially in this game, I think both of these guys could easily have 10 strikeouts. And I'm not exaggerating. I think this is a 10-strikeout game for both of these both of these guys. Love Bauer, love Darvish. I know I'm kind of skipping ahead, but I think they're pretty much on equal footing in my book. Yeah, you play either one. Or if you can make both of them work, you play both of them. Like in cash games, you – you take like DJ uh, Stewart, you take some of these other 2K guys and you play both of them. Like, I, I don't see how, I guess Clayton Kershaw's there and Arizona's terrible, but like, I just don't see how you get around in cash games. Like, I, I probably won't play cash on this slate. I hate when they're like, this is the way that you have to build your teams. And like, this is the way I feel like you have to build your teams today. Like, if you're playing cash games, I think you have to play Bauer and Darvish together. And they're expensive. But there's so many 2K guys available in, in decent spots that, like, you're playing these two guys. It's just, like, I don't want to get into it too much, but, like, you're playing these guys. Like, it's it's as simple as that. And, like, I don't like any of the bats in this game, for what it's worth. I'm sure you're the same way. But, like, I don't want to skip over it or feel like we're skipping over it. But you have two guys that have been elite this season, both with XFIPs under 275 and both with strikeout rates in the – 33 to 35% range with the wind blowing in at Wrigley. Like why? Like in like the thing is, will and like, again, I don't want it to feel like I'm skipping over it, but almost all of the batters you would want to play from this game are over 4k in these circumstances. Like it's an easy pass for me. If, if this game goes off, I'm going to lose money and I'm okay with that. And we move on. Absolutely, man. I, I don't have anything else to say after that. I, I, that's exactly what I would have said. Houston at Oakland. Um, Luis Gonzaga, Gar- Garcia um, against Jesus Lazardo. Uh, let's talk Garcia first. Um, any interest in him? <sighs> Going to be a negative. No, no way I'm playing a guy with 12% K rate, 5.73 X FIP. Ground ball rate is extreme. Don't care. Uh, not pitching well. Um, obviously, you know, it's not it's very limited sample size, but uh, I, I don't think, you know, this is a guy. I'm going to be going to be trying to play in this spot. Uh, nope, just not doing it. Yeah, like this is not a top prospect um, for the Astros. Like he's in, I think he's like 20th. He is up here because of injuries. This kid pitched in high A ball last season. He had never thrown a pitch above high A ball before this year. We had no idea what to expect because you look at, like, his high A ball numbers and, like, he has really good strikeout stuff. But, like, there's such a difference in talent from high A baseball to Major League Baseball, even in a short season, that, like, he's just up too fast. And, like, this guy is going to throw a lot of fastballs. And, like, Oakland's a top stack on the slate. And 
they're a top stack because like there is so much home run upside in this matchup against a guy that he's just not ready. And like, I don't want to hate on him because we don't know what he's going to be in two years, but right now he's not ready. And like, you have to play Oakland bats and we'll get to that in a second. Lizardo, um, a guy that like, I, I think is super talented, um, you know, from, you know, prospect anyway. And, Bregman's going to be back here. Springer's there. Like, I just feel like this is a tough matchup with too many pitchers on the slate to play him. Yeah, um, I'm with you 100%, man. And, you know, we'll get to this team in a second. You you, you already know what I'm going to complain about. It's just god-awful, but we'll get there. Go for it, man. You got it. What do you like here for Houston? It sounds like nothing. (laughs) Well... Why is Michael Brantley still so cheap? <laughs> Stevie, I just – I don't get it. Uh, they just keep pricing him under everybody else on the team. I mean, there shouldn't be that much of a gap between him and Elevmus Diaz. I mean – and Elevmus is cheap. Don't get me wrong. But uh, don't, don't, don't we feel like Brantley should be priced up closer to Bregman and Springer than he is? I mean, that's just kind of my gripe here. Uh, I mean, there's pretty much been almost over a thousand dollar difference all year. Uh, you know, forty six hundred, forty five. I don't, I don't. I think would be fair. Um, not saying he's going to light the world on fire today, but you know, we have a guy that's going to be predominantly sinker. And you look at these numbers. Yeah, he's got an extremely high ground ball rate. Not saying, not saying he's going to hit a home run today. But, I mean, these contact numbers, 96.35, 3.65, Bregman looks okay. I just – I don't know why Michael Brantley keeps getting priced so cheaply, but I'm just going to continue to play him, especially in cash games at these prices. Yeah, uh, I get it. I probably won't on this slate. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got enough today right. in other spots. But overall – He's way underpriced compared to the rest of his team every day. It's just – it's unreal. Yeah, like, I, I – I, I honestly, I do think, like, you look at it overall, and I do think that, like, he is still too cheap. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think, like, in this matchup for me, um, I think there's just – there's so many 2K guys that I feel like are better just saving the money and not taking him lefty-lefty. But, of course, he's going to hit a home run now. So, um like if I'm looking at Houston bats here, it's it's Bregman, it's Springer, it's Gariel at three point five k. Um, like those are the guys that I'm probably looking at on the Houston side. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I I, I like it a lot. Just want to ring the Michael Brantley bell yet again on the podcast. It's a theme <laughs> seemingly. I, I I don't know what's going on. Anyway, uh, we can move to the other side. Um, Oakland bats. What do you like here? Yeah, I mean, I like them all. Lestella, Simeon, Loriano, Olsen, like, like you talked about, this is a team that, that I want to stack. I actually like this team when Robbie, Go- Robbie Grossman is in the lineup. Uh, just gives them, I feel like it gives them a little bit more diversity. Uh, Robbie Grossman also is a guy that doesn't strike out a lot. So I typically play him in the stack when he's in there. Um, so I just, I, I like this spot overall. You know, don't hate Piscotti. You know, don't hate, Con- Connor's just, come out of nowhere and just been a professional hitter. You got to pay for him. If you want to play Connor today, you have to pay for him. You know, I don't, I don't think it's worth it in terms of, you know, sacrificing some of your, your pitcher leverage. But, uh, you know, if you want to play a stud and play one of those cheap guys and you're playing Oakland, I don't think you do it without Mark Connor. Um, 
I, I love I, I love Oakland. Everybody. Uh, I think everyone that cracks this lineup has home run upside in this game. So um, they're definitely a stack that I'll be looking at in this one. So I like them a lot here. Uh, Dodgers and Diamondbacks, Clayton Kershaw, Taylor Clark. Uh, man, it has been, it's been really nice to watch Clayton Kershaw kind of be back to Clayton Kershaw. Um, you feel so bad for guys when they get hurt and like, they're just not themselves, but you look at this Arizona lineup and there's just so much upside here for Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Listen, I mean, the only reason, and listen, I've been playing a lot of Kershaw this, this year, Steve. I mean, almost every time he's been on the mound outside of his first couple of starts, like I've, I've played him. Um, and reap the, reap the rewards. And the only reason I'm probably not on Kershaw as heavy is because of the wind in Wrigley. I mean, we, we've seen it to just be a real thing. Like, come on, when Alec Mills is out there mowing a team down, like you got to understand the effects of this wind. And now we're getting two studs in there. But I will say this. If you want to get a little bit contrarian on, on this slate and not sacrifice all your upside, I do think Kershaw's the play. Like, you got to think he's going to be the lower owned out of the the other two. So, in my head right now, I'm thinking, you know, maybe you Darvish is thirty five percent. Maybe uh, Bauer is twenty eight percent. Maybe that leaves Kershaw around fourteen, fifteen percent. I mean, you, how, how close do you think that is, Steve? I know, we, I know it's pre- preliminary, but that's kind of. That's kind of the way I'm leaning. If that's the case, I, th- I think Kershaw is a great tournament leverage play to not have to sacrifice all your upside. He's not going to be anywhere close to those two guys. Um, like, everybody's going to talk about wind, and, like, everybody knows the wind in Wrigley makes a huge difference. And then we get two aces in there. We got 2K guys that we can play. Um, you can make either one of those guys work on FanDuel. Like, Clay Kershaw is the ultimate leverage play today. Will nailed it. Like that, that is what he is today. Like you're not playing any of the Arizona bats. You're playing Clayton Kershaw if you're playing anybody from you know that that you know side. And like Taylor Clark on the other side, like he's shown a little bit of strikeout upside. He's been able to kind of limit the damage here a little bit. Uh, but listen, he's facing the Dodgers, and like I just don't play right-handed pitchers against the Dodgers. It's a rule. It's a very very profitable rule. I'm gonna pass on Clark here. Yeah, you're not going to get any Dodgers takes out of me today, buddy. Not with all this good pitching. I'm with you. Definitely going to pass on, on Mr. Clark. I don't know if I stack the Dodgers here. I, I think you can stack the Dodgers on any slate, any time, but like 62 for Bellinger, 6K for Betts, 58 for Muncie, 57 for Seager. Like they could easily put up 10 runs in any game, and I'm not saying they can't. And like Arizona bullpen's not great, but it's just like – if you're playing those guys, you're not getting a Bauer or a Kershaw or one of these like top end guys. And like, I think the top end pitching, like you just, you lose so much if you don't have at least one of those guys. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Um, you know, I, I think you may be able to get one of these guys if you give up one of your other pitchers, like you can't play them both and get it. So if, if you're thinking about playing the Dodgers, I think you're going to have to get one of your top tier and then maybe maybe you cut yourself off at Lopez. I, you know, I think Lopez is probably – he may end up being a lot higher on than we think because people go with that route. But I think that's the only way you're going to get Dodgers in your lineup. Yeah, you can play Ronald Guzman. <laughs> it's happening, man. I'm oh, telling you, yeah. that guy's going yard today. Um, <laughs> any interest in the Arizona bats? No, sir. Negative. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask. Uh, Mariners Giants is where we finish off the night. Nick Marjavius against Tyler Anderson. Um, any interest here, Marge Marjavius? I don't know that guy's name. Um, nah, I, I don't need him today. Um, giving up a lot of hard contact. Going to be a pass. I think this is the sneaky stack on the slate. Um, I, I really do think the Mariners could break this slate and or the Giants, sorry. I think the Mariners could break this slate too because, you know, on oh, the other yes. side you got Anderson who doesn't strike anybody out. Like this could be one of those games that late night, man, why is that game 11 to 13? And like it would not shock me at all. Um, I'm guessing you don't have any interest in Anderson here. Negative. Man, Will, there's so many bats to play from this game. We'll start with Seattle, but, like, my favorite bat from Seattle is Dylan Moore. Um, you know, he'll bat in that two-hole. He's cheap. You can use him at second base. Um, him and, like, oh, man, there's so many bats here. Ty France is on this team now. White's there. Um, Irvin's there. Like, so many righties that you can play against um, Anderson because he just doesn't strike anybody out. Yeah, man, and I think that's the name of the game here when you're looking at Anderson. Uh, he's pretty much going fastball changeup, uh, trying to catch them looking. I, 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 I like this spot. They've got enough cheap bats as well to make it work. Now, look, you know, Seager's priced up and um, uh, Lewis is priced up, you know, but I, I think you, you talked about France. We talked about more white urban. Like we, we can, we can put something together here. And uh, if this team goes off and we've, we've nailed the right pieces, uh, you could be on your way to a fantastic night with an awful Seattle stack. Listen, I love the Giants side of this game. Slater's back, Solano's there, Longoria, Flores, Darren Ruff. Um, I love the Giants. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to see if, like, Evan Longoria is in the lineup. Um, he's dealing with, like, a glute injury. But, like, Slater, 3.7K. Flores, 4.1K. Darren Ruff, 2.3K outfielder. Again, like so many cheap bats. Um, it, it's just – it's crazy. It, it's crazy, Will. It's just crazy. Yeah, man. I, I don't hate this team. The Giants are – I mean, look, if you look at 2020 numbers, man, this team is looking up. Uh, no longer are they completely at the, at the bottom of the barrel. So, I'm with you on the Giants. I think, I think they're going to be okay. Stevie, what if I told you – the Giants are the seventh highest scoring team in the league right now. Wouldn't shock at me. Five, at 5.19 runs. Stevie, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. And this is something I've been on probably for the past two years. Because we're so accustomed to people not playing the Giants because they've been so bad, a lot of times we'll overlook them in good spots at home because, you know, we, we think the ballpark is just awful. Well, you know, everybody's got to hit. The Giants are averaging 5.48 runs at home this year. Uh, pretty much that, that puts them in, in really good company. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, about the sixth highest scoring team at home. I like the Giants, Stevie. I'm with you. I think this is a good spot. If I'm the Giants, I'm like, hey, can we just block these arches off for the rest of, um, you know, to the rest until we tear this place down? Like, <laughs> like, just keep it torn down. Um, yes. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Will, give me a guy under 8K uh, to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. 
Oh, man, you're not fooling me today. Can't give you this one. Definitely going Pablo Lopez against my Braves. This is the most painful uh, under 8K suggestion I've had to give, but it's just the right call. It is. Um, I'm with you, man. I think that, you know, you definitely want to look at him. He would have been my pick as well. I'm going to go Dunning. Um, I just yeah. – it's Pittsburgh. They're terrible. Uh, give me a guy over 8K to bust, score under 15 on the slate. Yep. It's probably only only one answer. Um I'm not going to say it's the only one, but, uh, you know, I got to go Tommy Malone, man. I, I can't play Tommy Malone at 9,200. That's just crazy. The guy's barely throwing past 85 miles an hour. I just – Tommy Malone's got to be the guy. Yes, um, he is the guy. Like, he's the guy that you're not, you know, not playing in this price range. Like, I I, may, I said this about Michael Walker yesterday, and look what Baltimore did. Like, it was crazy. Oh, um, over 4K to hit a home run, who do you got? Oh, man, there's so many guys. Here's a guy off a team that I really like. You know, we talked about the fact that we felt like the Padres, not the Padres, Jesus, uh, the Angels should come out swinging here. Pretty good spot. We we don't think Cody's going to be in there long. I'm going Anthony Rendon, man, and he's kind of off the reservation, a guy that we probably don't play as much. Uh, because he's in L.A., protected by Trout, I, I I like Rendon here. I think this is a smash spot for him. Yeah, um, I like it. I'm going to go – I said it earlier, but I'm going to – I'm just going to kind of say it one more time. Uh, give me Nunez. I really like him today um, against Porcello. Under 4K to get two hits, um, pick one of the 15 options that are down there. Yeah, I'm going with Tavares. He's a guy that kind of had penciled in from Texas. Uh, I, I like him a lot here. Obviously, we know Tehran's going to be struggling with lefties. And while while the strikeout numbers are there, the guy's got a 261 ISO on the season. Uh, I, I don't think it'll take long for him to get one across the fence. So uh, I, I like him a lot. Who'd you take? I'm sorry. Oh, Tavares from, from Texas. Okay. I thought yeah. that's what you said. Um, my mic cut out, like my internet All cut good. out for a second. All good. Um, listen, I, I wanna, I wanna say I'm gonna go with Dylan Moore. Oh man, I'm shot. I thought you were gonna go with your boy Stewart again. <laughs> I was gonna. I was thinking about going Joey Gallo. Um, just to kind of like slam it home. Uh, Will, give me a stack to score six or more runs on the slate. I'm going with the White Sox. Guys, that, you know, stack I talked about earlier. Uh, I don't trust this pitcher just yet. Uh, I think the White Sox can get it done. Give me the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants. Um, I like late, it. I late like night it. night hammer, Giants. Um, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir, man. Everyone enjoy your time playing. Football season is coming. Uh, can't Can't wait to see you guys in the streets, man. Yep, it's going to be a ton of fun. Like I said, football podcast, Morning Grind edition will be out later today. It's going to wrap it up here for baseball. Um, appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball and opening day NFL. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.